Hey, welcome to our podcast, Live Him Out, where our goal is to educate and motivate people how to live him out in their daily lives. For today's episode, we're going to be asking the question, how do you hear God when you read your Bible? So, welcome to our podcast. All right, so I'm glad you're joining us today to so talk about a very important topic. Uh, it's essential for all of us as believers is how do you hear God when you read the Bible? I mean, that's why we turn to the Bible uh-huh. usually is I want to I want to know something. I want to I want to change. I want to hear from God. Uh, so it's important to know how do you do that? I, yeah. People ask me that, you know, how, how do I approach the Bible? What should I read? And those are great questions. You know, what format should I use? Should I start at the beginning? Should I start the you know, New Testament? Mm-hmm. What what plan should I follow? Those are great. Um, there's a lot of different options and plans. I yeah. don't know that anyone is, you know, right necessarily. Yeah. There's there's best to, as what fits. I think the most important aspect of what we're going to cover today is is how do I hear God when I'm reading the Bible? That's yeah. the big that's the big deal. Yeah, and I believe this can happen every time you read your Bible. I don't think this yeah. is just whenever you're in a desperate situation or whenever you're at your highest of highs, whenever you're most perfect kind yeah. of thing. It's it's not that way. But I believe based on what we have here today, you can hear from God every time you read your Bible. Yeah. So personally, um, like yeah, specifically. Exactly. So I think when it comes to, to this question though, the answer is not, again, not found in as much the format that you follow as much as, as in it is in how you approach it before you even open the Bible. Yeah. What, I agree. What's going in in your heart and your head before you even turn the first page? Yep. What happens then is what will determine whether or not you will hear God. Yep. So uh, this this today is not designed to give us tips and pointers on <laughs> how to have a, the best plan. Yeah. But it really is to put your heart in the right place mm-hmm. to hear him speak. Yeah. His word is alive. Mm-hmm. We know that. The Bible mm-hmm. tells us that. Uh, we know he is speaking. So we start really with how do I put myself in the right place to hear him? Yeah. So Hebrews eleven six, which by the way, we're going to use the Bible throughout today to talk yeah. about how to hear God in the Bible. Yep. That's important. We'll talk yep. about that. Absolutely. But uh, Hebrews eleven six says, without faith, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's good. So there in one verse, we have so much about if you yeah. really want to honor God, if you want to uh, hear him, if you want to know him, then it begins with this important part called faith, where mm-hmm. I believe that God exists, God is good, and that he rewards those who seek him. So we want to seek him. We want to seek him in his word. Yep. And so um, we have 10 truths today from the Bible about how to hear God in the Bible. Yep. It's good. Absolutely. Right. So I'll, awesome. I'll start. And uh, I'll, I'll take I'll take five. You take five. Sounds and we'll, we'll talk back and forth on these. Right. So uh, here's the first one. Um, if you want to hear God when you read the Bible, I, I have to believe that God is already speaking. That may seem elementary, but it's foundational. Yeah. Because some people approach the Bible as though they're trying to get God to speak. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get him to speak to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in our prayer sometime, we ask him to speak to us. I get it. Yeah. But there's a little shift here that's important because the Bible tells us that God is already speaking. The heavens are already declaring the glory of God. His word has been already given to us. His spirit is within us if we're a believer. All of those say he's active, he's alive, he's moving, he's he's speaking already. So if I start with that, that changes some things. That changes it, yes. That changes the atmosphere in the room. That yeah. changes the sense of how I'm approaching the Bible even. And yeah. uh, the Bible even tells us uh, in Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and powerful. So it it's already alive. Mm-hmm. It's already speaking. So I my goal is to approach it with that idea. All right, God, you're, you, are, you are in the room. Yes. You're, you're in me. You're in this word, and you are alive, and you're speaking. That's pretty important. Yes, uh, Jesus uh, would would have it said about him that he was the word that became flesh, and he dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus is the word as mm-hmm. well. He is alive. We know that and agree with that. Mm-hmm. So if I want to hear God when I read the Bible, I need to begin with this this premise before I even turn the, you know, open the book before I click on the app, whatever format you use, begin with this idea. God is speaking. He was speaking before you got up. He was speaking before you sat down. He was speaking before you knew what you needed to hear. He's already speaking. So let that shape. He is the, I am that's the present tense. So he is speaking in the present tense, not the was, not the will be, even though he is, he was and will be, but he is in the here and now. So he is speaking now. So whenever you go to your Bible, you can know, all right, this is living and active. This, this right here, I can read this and it is real. This is reality. And yeah, It, it made a shift for me because I remember reading my Bible in early years as a, as a, as a Christian and thinking, okay, I have to find something here. I have to unearth yeah. something, yeah. you know, I have to discover yeah. something. Yeah. I need to find something new. And I'm, I'm just, it felt like I was laboring, yes. you know, which there is a sense what you yeah. study. Yes. But uh, when, when I knew this or when this truth came to light for me, I was like, okay, wait a minute. I can relax here a little bit. Yes. This yeah. is, this is not all on me. Exactly. And I'm not begging him to please, like, please speak, please speak, please see me, please speak, all that yeah. stuff. Please but, crack open the heavens and say, I, I can believe, okay, he's speaking. He is. He's, he's already doing that, yeah. He's alive right now. I just need to get my frequency adjusted to hear yes, hearing. exactly, yeah. All right, cool. Absolutely. I think we've kind of made that point. Yes. you want to add something I, to I was going to say, with all of these truths, I, I do believe it is that. It's it's that frequency shifter. These are all things that we align ourselves with truth yeah. so that we know, okay, this right here, this is going to enable us to hear God. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, number two, I need to believe that his spirit is in me. Mm-hmm. Okay, another seemingly elementary truth, but very profound Essential. and, and yeah. necessary. So yes. as a as a believer in Jesus Christ, and this is true only for believers, I have the Spirit of God within me. Mm-hmm. His presence, His Spirit has come into me and made me new. Mm-hmm. He's not just in me like He's here for a hotel stay. Yeah. He's in me and taken up permanent residence in me. In fact, He has become one with my Spirit, made my Spirit alive and new. 
And that's what's there now within me. Yes. So I am, the New Testament would say, the temple of God, his spirit is within me. Mm-hmm. This is pretty important as well because Jesus would say about the spirit who's now in us, he, would, he said in John 16, he said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. He's talking to his disciples. He says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. That's pretty important. So now the word of God is alive, but also his spirit is within me and he is leading and guiding me as I read even. He's leading me into truth. And it says, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So Jesus was saying, here's what the Spirit's going to do. So this is what is true for us today. The Spirit's in me. I'm not alone in this process. I'm not all by myself just begging for a a glimmer of light in the darkness. No, I have the Spirit of God within me, the very essence, the power, um, the very nature of God himself within Mm -hmm. me. Uh, he's redeemed me, and I am reading his word that's alive, and they are speaking together at exactly. the same time. They they know each other. <laughs> yes, and, and he is guiding us in that truth. He will, he is the one that can discern the truth and apply it in our lives, yeah. that, and that's the help that we have. Again, it's that we're not alone in this process. It's not yeah. just up to you and all your logic and all your might, yeah. but only by his spirit that we understand the things of God and then we grow and change in the things of God. Yeah, and again, it kind of, uh, for me, uh, it takes me off of the hook of, okay, I have to figure this out. I have to use all my brain power to try to somehow figure out what God is saying. No, just rest in the fact his word's alive, his spirit's within you. And when you read, truth is going to start jumping off the page because the spirit within is going to say, yes, yes, yes. And you begin to to read up. Applicationally, you begin yes. to read thinking, okay, how, how does this relate in my life? And and yeah. the spirit begins to bring that to light. Yeah. He illuminates the text. There you go. Some say. So that takes us to our third one. It ties into this. It's, it's, it is this yes. truth that I believe he is speaking to the very real areas of my life. Mm. Yes. That's also important to know. God is not just speaking about a religious experience that's segmented from the reality of my life. He's not just talking yep. in doctrinal tones uh, meant for the cathedrals and halls of religious <laughs> institutions. Yeah. He's speaking into the cathedral of my heart. Mm-hmm. He's speaking into the very room uh, of every of every room within me. Yeah. And I come to his throne of grace to find uh, grace to help in my time of need. Yes. His word speaks to that. Mm-hmm. He knows all of me. Mm-hmm. His word is alive. His spirit knows every part of me. It knows my fears, my yeah. longings, my my doubts. It knows. He knows my my uh, needs. He knows my joys. He knows how he's designed me. And so, when truth is in front of me, mm-hmm. and the spirit of truth is within me. It speaks to the very real areas. It speaks into my my hopes, my dreams that he's put within me. It speaks to my fears, my longings, my guilt, my shame, all that. Yep. And it speaks into my relationships. It speaks into my yes. marriage and my parenting. It speaks into my career. Mm-hmm. He speaks into all of those areas. Yeah. And so uh, I, I can enter this process knowing 
Okay, he's going to speak. Yes, and and he speaks not because you're in ministry or anything like uh, that. That's it's true. Not, not that's just true. because of who you are and your yeah. situations, but he speaks to the very real areas of everyone's life. Yeah, that's a good point, and and probably important that we address that at least. You know, yeah. you might listen and think, okay, well, that's two guys who are in the ministry. Yeah, uh, which. It's true. We are. Yeah. And it is our role, responsibility to hear from God, to study scripture. But mm-hmm. these are all true even before we were in ministry. Mm-hmm. They're they true just as believers. And they're true for all of us, whether you're in ministry or or not in the vocation of ministry. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Uh, but believing he does speak and that he is speaking into the very real areas of my life is important because yes. now, now I have a framework I'm yes. going into this mm-hmm. with. I, I know how to listen. I'm crafting my radar in a sense to yep. know what I'm looking for. Yep. Absolutely. Number four, <clears throat> which is similar that I believe that he wants to speak to the deepest needs within me. So the spirit of God dwells in my spirit at the very core of who I am. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the deepest parts, the parts that no one else sees, no one else knows. Yeah. And, and he knows me even better than I know myself. Yeah. And he knows um, what to say and what I need to show me things <clears throat> that I've never seen before, to mm-hmm. lead me in paths I haven't been down before. Yeah. And so if I, if I know that and he wants to speak to the deepest needs, then I can be... I can be okay with opening up the vulnerable parts of my life and let him heal me, yep. let him make my heart alive. Uh, Psalm 51, <clears throat> verse 6, David said, Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, yeah. and in the hidden part you make me know wisdom. Yep, mm-hmm. that that's the deepest areas of your life, the <clears throat> exactly. inward, the, the the place that needs it the most, that's where God wants to put his truth and wants you yeah. to live it out in that way. Yeah, the, the New Testament reaffirms that. And uh, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians and says, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him, his, yeah. his word. Yeah. Uh, but verse 10, it says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. So here again, the Spirit is speaking. Yeah, exactly. He's revealing truth. He's exactly. showing us things we haven't seen before. He's showing us uh, new parts of his, his glory, and he's leading us into these paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yep. And this, again, all of this shapes how I how I even approach the Bible before I've even opened it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm setting myself up to be able to hear truth. Yes, And then uh, the fifth one is that it's essential that I believe as a, as a believer in Christ that I am forgiven, free, loved, chosen, accepted, and declared righteous. Yes. Yeah. All of those things are crucial. They are because that that shapes how I approach the Bible. Yeah. If I believe I'm coming at it as shameful, rejected, condemned, uh, under judgment, uh, never enough, if I yeah. come in that way, I'm going to be listening for yep. God that way. Absolutely. And I will miss what he's saying or not hear him at all. Exactly. Because these are all things about your identity. These are the things yeah. that you're you, you're saying about yourself and the things that God has said about you to say, I am forgiven. Yep. I am free. I am loved. I am chosen. I'm accepted. I'm righteous. If you can say those things, yep. that's coming at it with a different mindset. And yep. he's speaking to 
that person right there. Now yeah. the person that says I'm under judgment, God could never love me. Yep. Look at my past, all that stuff. They're not reading, thinking of this is this is who God says I am. Yeah. So they're seeing God in a different way. Yeah. Now, if you come at it and you need to repent of some sin, yeah. you should do that. Yes. You know, if you need to uh, confess need, you should do that. Mm-hmm. But don't wear the identity of something that you're not. Mm-hmm. Because now you're you're presuming upon God being something He's not. Yeah, you're yes. presuming He's judge, He's angry, He's mm-hmm. condemning, He's vindictive, and if you come at it that way, you won't hear Him. Yeah, because that's not Him. Yeah. So yep. uh, when Paul writes in Ephesians one, he's he's praying for the believers there, and he he makes this this point really. It says in verse fifteen, he said, "Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith." in the Lord Jesus, and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And here's what he prays. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom. So again, Mm -hmm. a heart that wants to know wisdom. Mm -hmm. And revelation or revealing in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that your eyes might be opened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. Yeah. If if you wanna if you wanna hear him, you gotta know who he is yes. and believe who he is. Yes. And then then you hear him speak. Again, all this takes place before you even turn the first page. Put your heart in a condition to hear this. Yes. You will hear God. So yes, absolutely. Uh, there's first five. So yeah, if you, you take yeah. the next five, we'll talk through these as well. Yeah. So number six uh, being this, I choose to believe that he speaks through what he has already spoken. So this right here counters the belief, the idea um, that God can speak to me however he wants to speak to me. God can show up however, whenever, I'll just sit here and I'll stand by. If he wants to get to me, he can get to me. God has chosen to speak through the Bible. He has chosen that to be the means in which we seek him. So with God having chosen that way, we need to go to that way, right? He's not going to speak to us through a tree or through the grass or through water. You can see the image of his beauty through yep. that, yep. but that's not the wisdom and the direction and the clarity and yep. the truth that you can um, transform your life with, right? Yeah. So he's he's established the, the, his word as that way. He, his mm-hmm. word is forever settled in heaven. Yes. He could speak however he wants. He mm-hmm. could do whatever he wants. He is limitless and, and full of power, but yeah. he has chosen, as you said, yeah. uh, to speak through the word of God, the Bible. Yes. And, yeah. and, and in the Psalms, it says that he has magnified uh, his word above his name. Hmm. Uh, that's, that's pretty important. It's powerful, yeah. That means, again, now I have to shape some things. I have to confirm yeah. some things. I need to eliminate some things. Like I get, I get kind of nervous when people tell me that they heard God speak in a way that wasn't through the Bible or even in alignment Align with, the, with Bible. the Bible. It's yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah, I, I hear, and you might hear this today in certain church circles. Someone says, I had this prophetic dream. I just get super nervous. And I really, I kind of tune out right in that moment because uh, 
unless your dream is about how you were reading the word of God and it was accurate yeah. and you yeah. saw a truth in the Bible, yeah. the Bible has told us that that's not how he speaks. He doesn't yeah. speak through dreams yeah. anymore. That's not what he does. He's not yep. revealing himself through some prophet today. Yep. He's revealed through, himself through his word. Through the word so that everyone can read and see what he says. Yeah. And and I think another thing in that, like if if someone comes up to you and says, now, God said to me through this text or whatever, I was reading yeah. the book of, fill in the blank. Right. And in this, I saw how this applies in the real life day-to-day things and tells you I'm all in. I'm like, yeah. yes, 100%. Yep. I'm yep. with that. Yeah. But again, I think this is the way that God has chosen to speak to us is mm-hmm. through the Bible. So mm-hmm. we must learn to invest in that. And then even like the Hebrews eleven six, it says without mm-hmm. faith, it's impossible to please him. Yeah. And then it says we are to diligently seek him. That's what it says at the end yeah, of the verse. So yeah. we are to take our time and go to the Bible with it. So yeah. for the person that says, I just never hear God speak. It's like, well, are you in your Bible? Do yeah. you do you invest into that relationship? Praying is great, but are you intentionally seeking him in, in the way that he has chosen to reveal himself? Yeah, yeah. And so for people even today to claim, well, uh, God spoke to me on this issue, and you you asked me, say, well, what you're telling me sounds like it might be contrary to what's in Scripture. So well, that doesn't matter. He spoke to me. Well, it does matter. It yeah. matters a lot because God will not violate what He's already established in His Word. Exactly, it yeah. would be inconsistent with His character yeah. and His nature. And so I I just get super uncomfortable yeah. and alarmed actually yes. when people tell me they have heard God speak and it's counter to the Bible, separate from the Bible, and in Absolutely. fact they dismiss it because they would claim their subjective experience over yep. the objective truth of exactly. God's word. Yeah. It's just, whew, Absolutely. it's dangerous. Yep. You open yourself up to all kinds of yeah. evil and possibilities and, yeah. and justification of anything. Exactly, because it's then just, it's like, well, what if you heard him wrong or what, like, heard him wrong in a sense? What if someone is just telling you something that God said to them instead of, yeah. this is what the Bible says, this is how I'm living. Yeah, well, then you get into this whole thing of uh, true for you, not true for me. Yes. And, you know, you have your idea of what God said to you. You have your idea of what God said yeah. to you. And now we've opened up scripture. You know, we've we've loosened the the gate. In fact, we've just said it doesn't really matter. It, it's nice yep. when it applies, but it's not when it doesn't. Yeah. And everybody has their own interpretation. Yep. Well, that, that violates scripture as well. Yep. No scriptures of any private interpretation. It, it has one meaning. And God has established it. He gets to decide it. We don't. Yes. If it's his word, he gets to choose uh, what it means mm-hmm. and how he delivers it and what it says. Yes. And again, with the spirit in us, that's the ability to translate what the Bible has to say yeah. to us. Right? That's true. So uh, number seven, continuing on uh, with that, I choose to believe whenever I go to the Bible, I choose to believe that I can hear him through faith. Yeah. Right? So you may not see or hear an actual audible voice. Yeah. Like I think we did not address that, but yeah. we did not hear an audible voice from God saying, this is what you're supposed to do or anything like that. Mm-hmm. No robotic thing. Right. But we say based on the word, I'm choosing to believe based on what I see here, what I've seen in the outcome of other people's lives, this is how I'm going to live my life. It's yep. in the day to day through faith. I'm choosing to believe that this word is true yep. and I'm going to do what it says. Another great tip in reading your Bible is you read until God speaks to that need or to that uh, specific deep part of your life. And whenever you have that, learn how to apply it and then take that step, right? 
learn yeah. and apply in faith. You do this knowing this is what God said. I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to do this because this is what he says, right? It's, yeah. You're choosing to believe that. And growth in faith happens in that kind of way. It happens in the daily. The person right. who you see has a has a Christian life who has, uh, you know, all sorts of things, you know, mm-hmm. the the Christ-like mentality, behavior, all that stuff. That did not happen just overnight, but that happened yeah. in the day-to-day. It happened in the applying faith in the small thing, and now I live it out. Apply faith in the small thing, now I live it out. Yeah. You know, I used to get so caught up in uh, a, a, the plan again over mm-hmm. over the process. I would get so caught up in, okay, well, I have to read this many chapters today, you know, or I have to read mm-hmm. because this is the the program I'm on. Yeah. And, and someone challenged me one time to Read until God speaks to you, then stop. <laughs> that was an interesting discipline. Yeah, uh, because now we're all of a sudden not bound by—is it three verses or three yeah. chapters or three books? Yeah, I'm going to read, and when I see truth leap off the page, and the Spirit within confirms it, and I find yes, this is truth, I'm going to stop right there because. I don't want to dismiss what God just spoke. In fact, I want to mm-hmm. go live this out. Exactly. Yes. And sometimes, if you, if I'm, I, I found myself at least, I would get so focused on the number of verses or the chapters or whatever it was that I would blow past the essential truth. Yes. Thinking, okay, checklist. I read the whole okay. chapter. Ooh, yeah, finished it. All right. Oh, now yeah. I can just close this. Not think about it until tomorrow. Right. But if I if I stop when I found what God said. Mm-hmm. This is what I leave with. Yeah. I leave with my spiritual food for, for sure. the day. I was going to say on that, I think if it helps you in that mentality of, okay, I'm going to read until I see truth. If whenever you see, hear, whatever, apply mm-hmm. that truth, maybe it's time for you to grab notepad yeah. and pen. This is how I'm going to live That's this good. out. This is the this right here is what I'm changing in my life. Here's how I'm applying this. Yeah. Maybe it's that you need to text someone. Maybe it's you need to call someone. Maybe right. you need to go meet with someone. I don't know what it is, yep. but I think to act on that and then that's the growth in the daily. That's the, yep. I'm choosing to believe that I hear him and whenever I hear him, I'm going to act in faith. Yeah. And scripture confirms this again uh, in Romans, faith comes by hearing yes. and hearing by the word of God. Yes. So that that's the, that's the rhythm. Mm-hmm. Faith is produced when you hear or read the word of God and the word of God speaks to you and you hear it. Mm-hmm. So get into this rhythm, get into this pattern and you'll develop your faith. Yes. You'll grow Absolutely. as you get into this routine and that yeah. rhythm. And you'll so. see yourself later in life looking back saying, wow, all those small steps I took got me from here to where I am now. Yeah. You know, it may not feel like you took you know, 20 yards worth of steps because yeah. you were just taking one step at a time. But right. man, look at that. You know, It's true. So. Um, what other piece I want to tie in with this is mm-hmm. uh, your point was I choose to believe that I can hear him through faith. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've talked with people over the years and some get to this place where they say, I don't think I can, I don't, I'm not going to be able to hear God speak. I, I can't, I, that, that's not my, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. I don't know what that means. I, I don't think he's going to speak to me. You know, my past is so messed yeah. up or I don't, I don't know that I can do that. This truth flies all up in the face of that. Yeah. And tells absolutely. tells the enemy, stop all that. Stop, stop trying yeah. to get those agreements to be made by me. Yeah. I can hear by faith. Yeah. 
the emotions don't determine my hearing. Ability. Yes. Yes. I can hear and I will hear. Yes. Again, when you enter your reading with that, <laughs> you will hear God speak. Yeah. Absolutely. But if you, if you go into it, not believing that you will hear, you probably won't hear. Yep. So absolutely. It's good. All right, point number eight, and I believe this one may be the most crucial one and uh, hotly debated. I'm with you. Um, but it's this. I choose to believe his word is without flaw or weakness. Mm. So this right here, again, flies right in the faith. face, counters the belief of all of this Bible was just written by men. It's been translated a bunch of times. It's just old. It's outdated. It's irrelevant. Yep. Whatever you want to say. Yep. But like we've said earlier, the word of God's living and active. It's alive today. It's still speaking today. We have the spirit in us that's helping mm -hmm. us learn it. Yep. And we have to choose to believe that his word is without flaw or weakness. Another word uh, it's true. is what's it called? Inerrant. Inerrant. Yeah. And that is the other word. There's yeah. no error found within the Bible. And yeah. so this is a matter of both logic and faith. The Bible is not just... Let me just logic this whole thing down mm -hmm. and let me just understand this objectively and faith will not enter into this. And it is definitely not just, well, I don't understand any of this or this doesn't make any sense logically. It's just yeah. all here. You know, it yeah. didn't, the Bible did not just fall out of the sky one day yeah. and it was not just written by men, right? There's right. a verse in Second Peter that says, knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation, goes back to the subjective yep. Yep. idea. It says, for prophecy never came by the will of man, just by the actions, what we would choose to do, yep. but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So yeah. the spirit of God speaking to and through these men as they wrote the Bible. Yep. There's so many good uh, YouTube videos mm. the, these days about how the Bible came together. Yes. Tim Mackey and the Bible Project, all yeah, that stuff. It's good. Super great. And he like explains all of the history of how, when the Bible was written, how it was written, how yeah. it was translated, and all the way down. I think that stuff is important to know. It's really easy to get bogged down in. Mm. And it's also really easy to Google why is the Bible not true yeah. and hit enter. And then you see... A billion reasons, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you also hear this today. Well, that was written for another time. That was mm -hmm. at a period that doesn't relate to where we are today. When you enter reading scripture with any of those agreements, yeah. you are just, you are choking off the ability of your spirit to hear. Yes. How could, how could you begin to believe and Rely on completely on a, on a text <laughs> yeah. that you say, I'm not really sure about this to begin yeah, with. Exactly. I'll see what's in it. No, he who comes to God must believe that he is yes. God and that he yep. is the rewarder of those who diligently yes. seek him. Yes. Absolutely. If you come, if you come half-hearted, if you come skeptical, if you come mm -hmm. doubtful, if you come looking for him to not speak. Good job. You will not you, hear him you, speak. You will not. Yeah. Those will those will choke off your ability to truly hear God. Yeah. But if you come yes. in genuine, absolute faith and humility yeah. and willingness to, to yeah. be transformed by this eternal truth that is immovable, yeah. he will speak to you. Absolutely. He will. And again, like it's 
the most classic thing for for people to say, uh, well, did God really say? Mm. You know, I mean, that's literally what the what the sin of the yeah, garden began true. with. You know, did God really say? Is that really yeah. His word? Is that really the way it's supposed to be, or should it be some way else? Whatever it may be, you know, but. You see, even just historically, whenever the Bible is preached in this way, whenever um, truth is proclaimed objectively from the Bible, you see life change begin to happen in other people's lives. That's true. And so, again, that's what I'm following. What's the pulse on the change of the people? Who's teaching the Bible? What is the Bible being taught as? Is this just, oh, this is just a thing. We just are going to do this. Or is this... Hey, this is holy. This right here is from God. And this was written by men, yes, but spoke through the Holy Spirit. This was yeah. inspired word. Again, you're right. If you have any other questions about that, you should just get on YouTube and I mean you're already here. Go look up Tim Mackey's stuff and you'll see mm-hmm. all sorts of podcasts on how the Bible was put together, when it was written, who translated it. All that yeah. kind of stuff. It's yeah. so important to know that. Yeah, you know, you're right. There, there are no uh, historical evidences of revival that came out of a movement <laughs> yes. when there was a, a dismissal of God's word. Yes, you know, or exactly. a lowering of the standard, yeah. or an adjustment of, mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, for the culture's sake about yep. what the Bible is. No, exactly. in fact, the opposite is true. Exactly. The higher the standard was believed and mm-hmm. by faith raised, the, yeah, the, the, the true teachings of Jesus, the true truth of the God, of God's word, yeah, the standards, exactly. a call for repentance. Yep. That's when revival broke exactly. out. Exactly. And revival not just being like, oh, people went to church then, but right. revival being lives changed, yep. people literally different at their core. Yep. That only happens whenever the Bible is proclaimed as true and whenever yep. repentance is called upon as yep. well. The most transformative churches are those who most wholeheartedly stand upon the fixed word of God. Exactly. And that's what we're doing here at Vertical Church with this podcast right here. It's good. So number nine, we move on uh, to this this truth right here. I choose to believe that he, God, is good, Mm -hmm. his plans are great, and his purpose is powerful. Mm -hmm. So how you perceive God totally shapes the way that you read the Bible. And we've discussed this earlier. Right. Um, But again, just some other, other things. If if you are reading the Bible, imagining, seeing, believing that God is a heavy-handed authority who's ready to just kill you at whatever mm-hmm. moment because you did whatever thing, you're going to read the Bible in a different way. Yep. If you're reading out of guilt and shame because you haven't done enough or because oh, uh, someone's putting pressure on you or, or right. you know, whatever the thing mm-hmm. is, you are not going to hear God speak to you. Yep. Freshly. Yep. Uh, another thing, if you're operating out of legalism of I have to do this, like you yep. were mentioning earlier, I have to read three chapters, right. then God will love me, all those kinds of things. Or if it's a more hyper grace scenario where you're like, who needs the Bible? Yeah. Then that's going to shape the way that you that you perceive the Bible that's in general. True. And then the last one being if you read it in a compartmentalized type of life, if you say, Here's my life. Here's my Bible. They yeah. don't come together. I'll do my religious thing and now I'll go live my life. All of those things totally affect the way that you perceive what God is saying in the Bible. It's true. Even tone of voice that you are reading from the text yep. uh, and the way that you're going to interpret, the way you're going to apply, all of those things. Yeah, and, um, and, and what you believe is there. Uh, yeah. 
you'll end up having conversations with other people about what's in the Bible, but you'll rarely have the conversation that says, here's what the Bible is doing in me. Exactly. You'll talk about, you'll talk about Bible in just facts and figures and and religious, religious info, but never in a transformative way and see your life change. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So, Choosing to believe that he is good, his plans are great, his purpose is powerful, is essential. To believe and know what the character of God is will shape the way that you see the Bible, read the Bible, listen from the Bible, apply from the Bible, have conversations with others. So just some verses on what the character of God is. Mm. It's from Psalm 34, 8. It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. If you go in reading your Bible saying, is God really good? Yeah. Is he actually the evil one in this character? Yeah. That right there will totally shape how you see God, how you read the Old Testament, how you read the New Testament, yep. how you talk about him, the way you're approaching it in your own heart. Yeah, uh, or if you go in, uh, taste and see that the Lord is angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what, exactly. that's what yeah. you'll get out of the deal. Absolutely, so. yeah. Uh, and then Romans eight twenty eight. this one, and we know that all things work together for good to those who, who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. If you can go in believing that, saying his plans are great, what's going on in my life is working together for my good because I love God. I know I'm called by him to follow him. If you can go in with that mentality, it doesn't matter your situations, your circumstances in your life. You know, that's your identity. You know, this is is working out for good. His plans are great. And then another one, Again, just about his character. In 2 Timothy 2.13, it says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. It doesn't matter how how much we are a lack of his character. Yep. He still remains the same. He still is all the time. So we have to know that. We have to believe that he is good. He's working all things together for our good. He's mm-hmm. faithful. He's going to be there for us and with us. And then the last thing, Revelation 4.8, it's the angels in heaven saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty mm-hmm. to know and and see him as holy above others, set apart, all yeah. of those things. Whenever you believe all of those attributes and character of God, then you'll start to read the Bible differently. It's, yep. it's essential to settle that whenever you're approaching, studying, reflecting on yep. the Bible, all of those good. things will affect your, your life. It's good. And so the 10th and last one that we have is this. I choose to believe that he wants to change me. I choose to believe that whenever I go to the Bible, he's wanting to speak personally, deeply, realistically in my life mm. for the sake of change. Mm-hmm. So we go to the word seeking change for ourselves. We learn how to analyze the deep aspects of our life yeah. so we can see what needs to change. And then another thing is that um, in our life, there is no neutral. Uh, like in Romans 12, true. Two, it says yeah. we're either conforming to the world to the world, or we're being transformed into the image of Jesus. Those are two changing adjectives, yeah. right? You're either conform, or I guess verbs, yeah. conforming or transforming, right? Yeah. So it's, those are describing your life. There's right? no neutral spot in the There's middle. There's no like, oh, here I am. Spectate. Just, exactly, yeah. exactly. There's not, it's not just like, okay, I've been saved. I'll wait until heaven now. Yeah. But it's, 
all right, I'm choosing today to change, to be transformed into yep. the image of Jesus. Yep. It's good. It's essential. It is. I love it. So, I mean, obviously Jesus talked about uh, he who has ears to hear. Yeah. I think that's what we're talking about as yeah. well. If you're going to, if you want to hear God, get your ears in tune as you mm-hmm. go in to begin with. Align yourself with all of these truths. These are just 10 truths from the Bible. They they speak to this point, though, that uh, my my greatest ability to hear will come in being tuned in when I sit down. Yeah. So uh, I thought it'd be good for us to talk about um, maybe where each of us are mm-hmm. right now in our own listening and, and hearing yeah. from God. So I'm just, for, sure. for you, what where are you? What are you reading? What's yeah. how's what are you seeking God for? What's what's He speaking yeah. to you about right now? Um, again, as as we said earlier, with both of us being in ministry uh, and having the responsibility of teaching the Bible to mm-hmm. people, um, I at like it right now in Driven, we're going through this series called Out of My Feels, where we're going over different emotions that people mm. get caught up in. Yeah. So what I try to do right now, uh, weekly, I see the emotion that we've set uh, on the calendar to talk about. And then I go seeking the Bible for stories of people like this upcoming week is about mm. anger. Right. So I'm going to be seeking this week in the Bible. Okay, what, what are stories of people who have either dealt with anger, gone through anger, read it, and then look in my life. Where yeah. do I see it's anger good. that has taken part in my life? Where, like, if it's not right now, when has it happened? What changed in me? And kind of having that um, introspective yeah. and um, application-minded uh, reading. So, yeah. yeah. Again, I would say I don't. I don't know off the top of my head. Here's ten stories about people who struggled with anger in the Bible. So, yeah. what I do in helping me to find those things, I will get on Google and I'll say, "What are stories of people who've gone through anger?" And then I go and read, you know, a couple chapters before, a couple chapters after, yep. find out the story, and now, okay, I'm going to move on to the next one. I'm going to look yep. and see what's going on here. Yep. So, so you begin with a need. Yes. And, and mm-hmm. then you see what scripture has to say about it. Yes. And then you you, you personalize that mm-hmm. and then you're going to share that basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's a that's a great plan for even whether you're a ministry or not. Yeah, absolutely. You know, seek, seek God where you are yeah. in your need. Yeah. Uh, see what he has to say about it. Uh, any references through scripture, this may be more of a topical approach. Mm-hmm. You could yeah. call it that. Uh, see how it applies to my life be changed by it, share that with other people. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say just real quick on some other ways that I've gone about reading. There you go. Good. Um, so before I was in ministry here, it's a little over a year now that I've been in ministry, uh, but I worked at the CVS distribution center, just a regular old job. I was loading trucks Yep. and we had uh, two 15 minute breaks and a 30 minute break. And I would bring my Bible uh, and I would have about a total of 10 minutes during my breaks to read and I decided, okay, I want to, uh, I just want to read what the life of Jesus is like through the gospel of Mark. I just chose just a general, I'm just going to read this narrative story. That's the thing you'll see in Bible study plans. There's historical, there's narrative, there's all sorts of stuff, Right. Uh, different types of of categories in the Bible. And so Mm -hmm. I just chose, all right, I'm going to read what was the life of Jesus like from the gospel of Mark? Mm. And then again, whenever I was in school, I just thought, all right, I want to see uh, what are the epistles in the New Testament? Like, what are yeah. they all about? They're really short. You can, they're like 
three to six chapters most often. Yep. Um, so they're quick, easy, easier, really application-based um, books of the Bible that you can read. Yep. And then whenever you begin to read, you start seeing how things connect and it's kind of even more exciting and you yeah. want to read more. So those are areas in my life that I've read. That's good. I like it. So what about for you? So uh, I've done a lot of different plans over the years, mm-hmm. a lot of years. So uh, for many years, I read the chapter of Proverbs corresponding to the date on mm-hmm. the calendar. So if it was the 20th, I'm going to read the 20th chapter of Proverbs. Mm-hmm. And I, I kept a notebook and I would I would make notes and um, I, I like art. So I, there was sometimes I would try to sketch, you know, a few concepts cool. that I saw yeah. in it. Um, and I did that a lot. And then there was a time I did uh, some of the Psalms related to the day. Mm-hmm. Now there's more Psalms than there are days in a month. So if it was the, the 20th, you would read like the the 20th and then you add 30 to that. So I'd read the, the 20th and then the 50th and then the 80th and then the 110th yeah. uh, and even 140 after mm-hmm. that. You know, So you'd read all of those I would add 30 to each one. You end up reading five Psalms yeah. a day. Cool. Uh, I've done some book studies like you. Um, like you, being in ministry, I've, I'm wanting to, I don't want to speak on something that's not real and transformative for me. Yes. I, I want whatever whatever I speak on a Sunday morning, I want it to come from what God is doing in me. Yes. So, for me right now, it's this whole concept of pray bold, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm looking also topically, what are verses where people prayed bold prayers? What mm-hmm. are stories? And so I I find those, I, I note them all. At at a, at a certain day, I'll sit down and just kind of blast through and just make a long list, and then I'll go back and just pour into those. And I'm I'm looking for okay, what, God, where are you in this? I want to hear you in this. The very things that we have yeah, talked about today. Absolutely. And then you know, begin to do that in my life. And uh, the last thing I want to do is preach on something that's a disconnect from my life. Yes, you know, because I, I think there's power whenever it's genuine, it's mm-hmm. real. There's consistency, and I've got a real story from my life of hey, here's how I'm praying bold right yeah. now. That stuff uh, God uses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more real and genuine it is, so it's the same concept earlier. Uh, here's a need in my life. Yeah, I'm going to seek God in it. I'm going to diligently seek him, believing mm-hmm. he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And then I'm going to see how he wants to transform me. And then I'll share that with other people. Yeah. And I think there's power in that. I think when, when you approach the Bible like that, there may be some days where you get two verses in and God speaks and you're done. There may be yeah. some days where you're two chapters in yeah. and it takes a while. There may be some days where it takes two books, <laughs> but yeah. uh, you, you read, you read to hear and yes. you develop that routine and that rhythm, mm-hmm. believing all these things, shutting down any voice that tells me anything counter to it. I have found that God honors his word and he speaks. Yep. And then I, I get what he promises ears, ears to hear mm-hmm. and develops my faith. And I, I learn to hear more. So uh, I appreciate the, the real stories from yeah, this and uh, we hope they've been helpful to you. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe and share uh, the podcast. Uh, Our goal is is to help people know the reality of God and his truth, the redemption that's in Jesus Christ, the power of him and his spirit to transform us today, to speak into our lives today, to bring about freedom and peace and joy and love and reconciliation and restoration. There is hope in the gospel and in God's word. We want to honor that, lift it up, 
and help people see how to live that out. So thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it, Truett. Uh, Blessings to you all as you lift them up and live them out.